1: Are you craving a community of like-minded women? Do you feel like an outsider in your family or your community? Well, I may have the place for you. We have a Free Birth Society private online community that's full of radical and wild women just like you. If you resonate with the topics that we explore on this podcast and want to belong in a circle of women who support each other in the self-exploration of free birth and wild mothering, Come join us. You can apply online at our website, freebirthsociety.com. It's where myself and my team are hanging out these days, and we would love to get to know you. week i sit down with mitzi who first shares her heartbreaking story of violence in the system after her unnecessary c-section mitzi left england and returned home to canada in her second pregnancy she found support in the wonderful traditional midwife gloria lemay who supported her in mitzi's powerful VBAC. then mitzi is shocked to discover that she is pregnant with her third child and decides to birth on the tiny island where she herself was free birthed. And so she did.
0: So I was born at home. And you know, you don't know that that's like a unique thing (laughs) <laughs> when you're a kid um and so that was just kind of always the norm for me my sister was born at home I was born at home and I was born um on a small uh, remote island um in BC and so not only was you know being born at home a thing but it was also I was the only baby born on this island within the last like something like 75 years whoa and- yeah so it's not like a common thing to do. There's no emergency services there at that time. There's no hospital, certainly not um and so it was like you know I didn't recognize at the time what a you know considerably brave thing it was that my mother was doing. my mother and father were doing then
1: did your did your was there a midwife in attendance?
0: so no, but um Gloria Lemay had been on island just visiting with my mom and um like you know as friends oh. Uh, up until the day she went into labor. Oh my yeah. god! And you were the firstborn. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm the secondborn.
1: Okay, so your yes. sister had a home birth elsewhere.
0: No, yeah. So my mom had my sister in Vancouver. Okay, okay, and, in their house there, and then we were on holiday on this island. Oh um, my on, god! Yeah, and 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 Gloria had just been visiting, and um, and wow. it, it was the day she had to go, and it was that night. My mom. So went into
1: labor. was Gloria your mom's? Like midwife or attendant and it just didn't work out that way or was your mom Um, having a like planning to have a free
0: birth as well uh she was always planning to have a free birth oh Um, my god yeah I think
1: you're the first person (laughs) on the show whose mom did it too
0: (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah I mean the thing is actually Gloria and my mother's relationship was sort of um not opposite but like you know um reciprocal in that my mom was teaching Gloria, my mom's a nurse, and by, and she was teaching Gloria a lot of um, maternity stuff uh, that, that at the time, Glow was just very fresh and new to learning. This is mm. 1979, right? Right, wow. So yeah, so they were sort of working together, and, um, and then my, yeah, and then so Glow went home, and um, my mom, yeah, my mom and dad just had me there on island. So I, I had this, you know, I, being born at home and home birth was all this very natural thing for me. Um, and then also I had this sort of, you know, a claim to fame, which was that everyone on this small island knew me as mm-hmm. the baby that was born there, you know, totally. and till this day, I have people come up to me and say, oh, oh, you're the one that was born here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you live there now? Um, we don't live there full time now, but we okay. did. Okay. Up until my son was born and there, and then three months later, about we moved um, to the mainland. Okay. Close so you, to the island. But.
1: So you're still very connected to this place. Still
0: so very connected, yeah. yeah. We still have um, the house that he was born in, because oh. we like to, to keep it. That's, that's the free birth. And um, so, yeah, but then when I became pregnant myself, I found myself in a very different situation. I was living in London in England and um, and I didn't have the same kind of natural support around me mm. in my mind home birth was a very just obvious thing to do but not in my husband's at all mm. and, and and not in the support network that I had around me and in England I don't know if you know this or not but everyone you see like so your maternity care is all midwives um, but they're like they're not I don't think how you and I would would define a hundred percent, midwife, <laughs> you know, and uh, they're midwives, they're midwives of the medical medical paradigm. That's right. Medwives. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And I remember going to, we like, we, you know, we did the whole thing. We signed up to like the prenatal courses and every single week it was like, um, I remember them being like, here's what you need to be worried about today. Totally. <laughs> right. Like, but also these are,
1: these are midwives with, within the hospital, right? Like, yes. You, yeah. Leave your
0: home. To be
1: attended by mm-hmm. these women. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And also we were living in a flat, you know, like a small flat in London above other people. And I just didn't feel like, you know, all of those, and it was my first time and I was scared and I, you know, I didn't feel like all those things combined put me in a position where I felt like I could home birth. But so this particular hospital in London had um, these places, I'm sure you've heard of the, a birthing center. hmm and so I was like okay this is like this seems like this will be a nice halfway It's a compromise. It's a yeah. compromise for everybody. I can still there's a there's a pool, there's a swing. This will work. And hmm. of course these medwives set me up to say well you can only go into the birthing center. Right if you are completely complication free, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, your whole pregnancy has to be completely complication free, then we'll allow you into the birth center.
1: And we're going to look for complications the entire time. So if we find anything yeah, exactly. outside of range of what we've considered normal, which is so fucking small. Yeah.
0: Then you're out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and even more so on the day when I finally went, like when I was in labor, so I'm at my, in my flat, I'm birthing, it's all happening, it's dark, it's happy, my contractions are coming full on. I get in the car to drive to the hospital, get there, nothing. Oh, <laughs> it's classic. over, right? And so it's not, and they're looking at me like, well, you're not, you know, you're not far enough, it's so we can't hmm. let you in. And they did exactly that. They actually put, they have this room that's before, like it's on the other side of the triage. door to the birthing center, triage, where they're like, let's really go over you and see what could possibly be wrong so that we we, we can't take you in here cuz wait, wait, so
1: wrong, your I'm complication that ruled you out of this birthing
0: suite was that you were in labor <laughs> like what <laughs> what was the no no problem? no they no they sent me home they sent okay. me home 3 times whoa yeah that's so horrible yeah like talk so, about disruption. Yeah, and I mean uh, ex- exactly. If I had if I had if I knew what I knew now, of course. I would never have left the house again because when I was at home with my husband, cozy, warm, dark in bed, everything was happening. Yeah. But then, you know, you you get you try to pull yourself together, get in a car, Mm. broad daylight, you know, it just, every time I just, my body went, whoa, this is scary. Why are we doing this?
1: We, we recently shared something on Instagram that people lost their freaking minds over, which was, um, essentially that there's no such thing as a natural birth once you've left your home. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what we were, the point we were trying to make, or that we did make, uh, is, is exactly what you're talking about is that if we're talking about the physiology, the hormonal blueprint you know the mm-hmm. the intended mammalian sequence that is meant to unfold in a in a quote unquote natural labor, the moment you leave your nest, the moment you leave your den, it is inherently disrupted. it yes. just is, yes. and that doesn't mean that women some women don't go on to still have a vaginal birth, mm-hmm. but to deny the inherent disruption that then you have to uh, try so hard to overcome, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I know where this story goes, but even, even what you're sharing so far is exactly to the point that your body, which was working so hard for you and your mind, you know, and that was that was up against almost impossible odds of disruption.
0: Yes, and then and then thrown into this room where they're like, okay, yeah, let's really see what's wrong, oh. and so the and so you know because just thought it's like okay well we're in this natural beautiful process but let's just stop everything just really really meticulously look at what could be going wrong and um and so they did and then yeah that i my blood pressure was too high i was dehydrated like i'd been vomiting through the heavy contractions at home and um you know, again, like I said, I know now that like, that's, that's, that's how I birth. I vomit through the first few really hard contractions. <laughs> hey, it opens up. It opens, it opens up. up. Yeah. I mean, it's coming out. Um, but uh, so then they sent me, so then, yeah, I wasn't allowed to be in the, in the birthing center. Anymore. And then to
1: experience that level of disappointment because it's yes. so rooted in fear of like, oh, like, like a, appropriately so, oh my right. God, now I can't go to this place that is, you know, perceived to be right, gentle so, and, and mother led. And now I'm gonna have to go over to the
0: obstetrical side, right? So, then, so from that moment on, I'm being admitted to the hospital. Ugh. Something's wrong, you know. So, from that moment on, something's wrong with my process, right? You're doomed. Yeah, I'm doomed from then on. So, um, I, uh, I was, uh, they said, so they call it uh, failure to progress. I'm sure you've heard this term before.
1: It's um, the most, <laughs> like, it, it's the most misogynistic, <laughs> gross label to give a woman. It's like, uh, it's like incompetent cervi- cervix, yes, you know, all yes, that. Shit,
0: so. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Failure <sighs> to progress after in about four days of laboring. Um, they, I got to nine centimeters and, oh my gosh. um, but you know, uh, everybody was done, and so yeah. they said. Um, I remember the uh, doctor saying, "You know, you're at nine. We could wait till ten, but by the time you get to ten, you, you're still only do- you're still gonna have to go through the pushing process, which will be no shit,
1: block. doc. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I understand. I get, that I'll need to it. push
0: <laughs> uh, another twelve hours, and uh-huh. you know, everybody's you're already exhausted. I don't think you, your system can do it, kind of mm. thing." And by this point, of course, I'm hooked up to everything, right? Like I'm on epidural, right. I'm on the baby monitor, I'm I'm on a, a drip drip. Um, I can't I, I can't move from bed. Like it's no, there's no way out. And uh, I had one lovely midwife uh, in the hospital there. She was young and she, I I wish I could remember her name right now, but she, she saw me burst into tears when they were like, Mm. looks like, this looks like we should go to, you know, go to surgery. And also they sold, that's how they sold it. They said it's 12, it'd be another 12 hours of pushing and, and you're exhausted or surgery is 25 minutes.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) You could have your baby within the hour. Oh oh my God.
0: I could be holding it in, in a half an hour.
1: Amazing. Um, It's like, let's torture you. Let's literally fucking torture you and sabotage you and then give you this out that you're going to have trauma around for, you know, some period of time, possibly the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and then, but you could
0: have your baby right now. I mean, it's so highly manipulative. And in this like immediate gratification culture of like, oh, you're offering it to me now. Right um and
1: like you said i mean of course and this is i mean i hope you know this is no judgment of you whatsoever it's it makes complete sense for the way that you were tortured you know of course you wanted a way out of course, duh. what are you yeah. gonna do
0: say no yeah yeah and and like my husband's been sleeping on the floor of the bathroom for oh. the last couple of nights he's like yeah let's get it. of course whatever yeah
1: um oh i'm so sorry
0: yeah and then so um and then the one midwife said, she, she saw me burst into tears when they said the option of, of C-section. And and so she went in and um, petitioned for me and said, let's, can we give her another hour? Like, she's at nine. Let's, I'll get her, I'll get her up. Let me get her up on her, on her, on her hands and knees and see if we can get this and uh, like, give me an hour. And so they did. And so she was, okay, you can do this. And we got so close, but it was still Mm -hmm. like an hour and I was, yeah, I was defeated. And so by then they were like, okay, no, that's it. Time's up. Oh Uh, Yeah. And so I have
1: heard that (laughs) said to women so many times, that
0: exact Mm -hmm. time's up. Mm -hmm. That is so painful. You didn't progress in the allotted time. You Mm. failed at it. So let us do our thing. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. So we, um, yeah. So then, anyway, so C-section and, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, it just was, it just was everything that I, you know, it was just the opposite of, of what I hoped, how I hoped it would go. Um, and then, the postnatal care was probably the most torturous um, experience of, the, of all of it okay. in that particular hospital. Um, my, uh, that, it, it's called Ladywell Well in, in London in south, uh, southeast London, and um, the, I, I think it's probably typical of most hospitals there because it's such a big city. Um, the, your husband or your partner is not allowed to stay, so you't they get the same visiting hours as everybody else so you. It's disgusting. And so you have uh, your baby in this plastic thing Mm -hmm. beside you and you've just been cut in half. And, and my daughter was like screaming the building down and, (sighs) and I couldn't pick her up. It's actual torture. So I'm like buzzing this thing. Like, okay, oh. like somebody, no one's coming. I don't know why they can't hear her cry. Someone's coming. So I'm like a nurse, midwife. And so someone would come and give her to me and I would hmm. feed her and have her on the breast. And I, she would be skin to skin and she'd be in bed and we would both fall asleep. And then somebody would come and get really angry with us and say, that's so dangerous. You can't do that. You yeah. have yeah. Don't fall asleep with it. Put her back in, in the thing. Mm-hmm. My daughter wasn't having it a few minutes later whatever maybe a couple hours screaming your head up not that, that was our night so by day oh. and they like they 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 doubled up on my pills like it just was like it was a it was a total shit show so day two and a half I was like I'm out of here yeah <laughs> I'm out of here uh, I have my mother who's a nurse and my husband who's the father of this child at home I will have way better care there than I'm, yeah. than I'm receiving here. Totally, out of here. Yeah, I'll have 24 hour there Right, and I'll be able to have this baby in bed with me. And you
1: can sleep with your baby. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: Like we'll be able to skin to skin soothe each other. Right. And, um, yeah. And they were like, well, the doctor doesn't think you're ready. I was like, I don't care. Right. I'm out of here. <laughs> I can barely stand up. I'm going home. Um, so yeah, we did. And then, um, and then, so that was, uh, and then after that, I just, like, I was alone. I was, I was post I mean, I wasn't alone. My husband was there, but I was in a, you know, still in London and the majority of my family's in, in BC mm. but, and friends and support. And, and, um, so, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a full trauma. I, wow. I don't, I don't know that I was postpartum depressed. I was very definitely postpartum anxious. Who
1: wouldn't be depressed after yes. dealing with your birth being completely taken from you
0: mm-hmm. and
1: all of a sudden having unexpected surgery and being tortured? Like, you know, like, I, I mean, mm. just this whole postpartum depression thing is like, it, it's it's traumatized.
0: Yes. Yeah. You've been right? tra- it's, it's PTSD. Right.
1: right. You've yeah. gone through trauma. You then have to figure out how to mother this new little baby Mm. while being traumatized, of course mm-hmm. you were anxious, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah then and you're totally. alone mostly, it's yeah, just, mostly. Like, yeah, mostly, ah. yeah, dad's got to go to work, like, so
0: painful, yeah, and, and, and I, and I remember feeling, I remember feeling how badly I had fucked this thing up, like, oh, I had, I messed up this birth so badly, I was now so terrified of, <sighs> of messing everything else, you know, like, oh, I can't, like, I, I screwed up the first step, mm. I can't screw up all the rest of them, Right. You know? I got to be able to breastfeed. I got to be, you know, all of those other things and all the pressure I felt um, from that. And definitely that trauma, it did not go away um, for a very long time. Like you said, I I mean, I still want to cry when I think about it. Of
1: course, I I want to cry just hearing it. This is the way that so many women begin their mothering, Mm -hmm. is from being tortured, abused, and cut, and then are left largely alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you think of a more fucked up, but, but successful way to keep women down and to keep women out of their power. Yes. No, no,
0: no, I can't. Um, so then I, uh, we, so then I was like, that's it. I can't live here anymore. Um, we got to go home and, um, thankfully my husband was supportive. And, uh, so we moved (laughs) directly from London to this, tiny island called savory on on the sunshine coast and my dad lived there my dad was thrilled his grandbaby was coming to live on the same island and um and I was just like oh sanctuary you know like I'm 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 gonna be able to just go into nature and walk with this baby and you know be be quiet and calm and and certainly a lot of the anxiety didn't go away but Mm. um but I was, you know, was happier at home.
1: Yeah, it was a step.
0: It was a step. Um, and then around, I guess uh my daughter would have been around like a year, uh, or a bit more, year and year, like you know, 14, 15 months um when uh I got pregnant again. And or maybe less than that actually, because yeah. they're only 23 months apart, so whatever that okay. matters. Yeah. Well, can <laughs> um, I can't think of Um but um so so okay so I'm pregnant again I'm on this small remote island with you know no hospitals or anything we're living there and I I I had a C-section the first time so you know I go to a doctor who's you know says she's supportive of 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 home birth uh, no not home she says she's supportive of home birth and says she's supportive of VBacs but not together so she would support me in a VBac in hospital but not a VBAC at home. Well, of course not. She's a doctor. She's a doctor. That's fine. That makes sense. That's her um, thing. And so, um, and so, you know, she kind of, she kind of, like, we kind of had each other's number from the beginning. Like, she, I was like, oh, okay. So you won't. And she was like, yeah, but you, you can do it at a hospital and I'll definitely support you in a VBAC. And I was like, if I go to a hospital with you, I'm definitely being cut open and you're not going to stay home with me. And this isn't going to work out. So... I'm on this side. I'm on savory. I'm scared. I'm very pregnant. And um, mm-hmm. this baby's coming, whether I like it or not, like baby's coming. And I'm like, I can't go through that again. Like I can't step foot in a hospital again. Um, and of course, um, the thing that they say that like, if you are to attempt to be back, it should be like, there should be a two year gap between them. I'm only 23 months apart. All of these things that are going to be, you know, against me kind of thing. Oh, hospital. So, Right. And so I um thank goodness a light bulb goes off in my head and I'm like, who's gonna who is gonna support me in this? Like I need to find my support. And I'm like, oh yeah, Gloria. Like, why didn't I not think of this before? (laughs) So I call Gloria. Um, I get my I'm like, Mom, do you have Gloria's number still? She's like, Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so I call I call Gloria and she doesn't answer, I leave a message and um and then it's like, I don't hear back for a few days or whatever. And again, I'm in this like turmoil of what's mm. going to happen. Baby's coming. And I remember I was on the beach, um, with my daughter and, uh, and I just was like trying to keep it together, you know, for her sake and everybody else's. And, um, I like, you know, I was like praying to whoever would listen. I was like, listen, I need, I need assistance with this. And my phone rang. Oh, yeah. And it was go cool. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, she was like, hey, my it's glow. And I'm like, hi. She's like, it's so wonderful to hear from you. Like I haven't heard from you in so long. And, and she's like, okay, so tell me. I need to know, like tell, like, tell me the, all the details of the, of the first birth. And so I did. I went into every single, you know, revolting detail of the first time and cried the whole way through it. And, no. you know, told her everything. She was like, okay, okay, great. And so you want to have this, this baby uh, at home naturally. And I said, yes. And she goes, great. Uh, okay. I just need to do, two, I need to know two things. Um, these are my two questions. What, uh, first of all, did you dilate? How, for how far did you dilate?
1: Right. And you did, got that in your corner.
0: Yeah. Nine yeah, centimeters. And, and yeah. And did you breastfeed?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, it's yeah. The same I, questions I ask. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I dilated to nine centimeters and I breastfed, for, I'm still breastfeeding at you know, the time I was still breastfeeding. And, um, she was like, great. No problem. You'll have no problem. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a, that's a no brainer. You've already done
1: it. I I do want to insert here for anyone listening. If you didn't dilate and you didn't breastfeed, that does Mm -hmm. not mean you will have a problem. Okay. So if you're hearing that and, and just got freaked out, um, Mm -hmm. it's okay. (laughs) It doesn't mean that at all. It's, it's, you know, she was asking that and I asked that because, um, that hormonal repair and that hormonal release, um, and knowing, you know, that your body got well into labor, um, is just one piece of information, you know, that it doesn't, it's, it's not a crystal ball. It doesn't, um, it doesn't predict how a birth will go. So, um, yeah. So don't feel like if you had a C-section and you didn't dilate or you didn't breastfeed that you're like totally doomed. It does not, we're not suggesting that at all.
0: No, absolutely not. And I, and I know, um, countless women who have had the the opposite (laughs) experience. Um, and so that, yeah, so we, but you know, um, and, and how pregnant are you at this point? I'm like five months pregnant, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So we have some time still. Yeah. Yeah. There's still time. Yeah. And so um, Gloria says, okay, so you're living on Sabre. And she said, what, well, so do you want to have the baby there? And I said, well, you know, because I'm, I'm back, like I I do. And that was always what I sort of thought I would do with my, mm-hmm. like I was born here. Like I thought mm-hmm. I'd have my babies here. And she was like, okay, well, I I, I can't come there. And so not, not that she wouldn't support me in having the birth, the baby there, but she said, I can't come. I have other mothers in Vancouver. Mm. It wouldn't wouldn't be fair. And what's the distance? Oh, it's like, I mean, as far as uh, driving, it's like nine hours.
1: Oh, it's significant. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's like two ferries and then another boat and stuff. It's, it's yeah. Um, so she's like, I support you, but like, I can't, I can't come there. And so she gave me the name of somebody, another midwife that was close. And so I was speaking to her and she was closer and we were having this kind of thing. We were like, okay, well, this, this could work and you could take the boat over when I go in labor. And oh, well, and it just, it wasn't meshing. Uh And so then finally I went, okay, again, compromise. Um, My mom has a house in Vancouver. I'll see if she'll let me birth there, Mm -hmm. labor there. And then Gloria can be there. Yeah. And, um, well, this is a
1: different type of compromise. This is, yes. <laughs> this is like making it work.
0: Making it work. Yeah. yeah. And so, and my husband was totally great with that. Awesome. And that. And you know, I, I said to him like this time around, I'm like, Hey, so you, you, you know, you're sure you're on board with this. Like we're going to birth in a pool in my mom's bedroom in her house. Sounds and, awesome. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, great. And I'm, I'm like, you know, because he goes, babe, I saw you take every possible thing that could have been done to you and take it on the chin Mm. in that hospital. He's like, I'm not worried about this at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, um, I would go, so I started going for some checkups with Gloria and the thing about you know, what the question she asked me and the response that she gave me, was that Gloria always gives you that response. Right, 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 No right. matter what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> because, the, and, and like just the total opposite from the prenatal mm-hmm. stuff in the hospital to, to this woman where it was like, never, ever through two pregnancies now, has she ever given me anything to worry about? There was never like, oh, this, your urine is a bit, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, or this, your blood pressure is a bit, nothing ever
1: and even if there was something She's we can having- trust that the way she would present it would be totally calm and respectful and loving and a conversation a curiosity mm-hmm. you know it's it's we were just and talking I- about this on a different uh, episode around it's the difference of delivering information yes. rooted in fear or love uh-huh you know, and there's 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 a real way to talk about pretty much anything
0: in love yes and there's a, and then that difference being that one is something wrong and one is something totally natural that's going on with your birth. This is how it's flowing. You know, this is the direction it's taking. It's not wrong. It's totally natural. It just is. Um, And, uh, and so, yeah, and, and and that she said to me, So so you need to have this baby, you need to have this baby vaginally, because I don't want you coming back to me for number three after two C sections. Yeah. I don't want it. And I was like, I'm not having three kids. What I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, three, she's crazy. Um but she was again right, very right. So um we sat down together and again another one of her things is um tell me um like let's ha- let's visualize your, your perfect birth. Hmm. Let's go through, like walk me through uh your perfect birth. And so you just speak on it and she writes it down. And that's, that's like beautiful. In your- <laughs> that's in your notes, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, this is this is what she wants it to go like. And um on the Could day Can you imagine
1: if doctors did that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, like, let's I actually visualize- can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> no. let's visualize your perfect outcome, your perfect scenario. And so, yeah, we were at my mom's house and uh, my daughter is now like, you know, 20, 23 months and, and we're there and I can feel it coming on. And so again, you know, um, the, the, what happened the first time was that I kept going into hospital before I was truly ready. You know, like I, I should have waited and waited and waited and waited and waited until I was like in labor, you know, and so this time I was like, okay, I'm, I can feel it coming. I'm going to leave the bed. I'm going to go get quiet by myself. And so I went into the other room, into my mom's room, and she was gone. And so I I got to have this bed to myself and stay dark and stay quiet, like a you know a, a cat, you know. Uh-huh. And um, and they you know they were getting coming on stronger and stronger. And I had a bathroom close, and then. And then when my husband and, and daughter naturally woke up, he, he came in and he was like, oh, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he said, should I call Gloria again? I was like, I think maybe because I'm I'm not, like I, this started around 4am and so it's been three hours. Just let her know. Yeah. So he called Glow at um, around seven. She was like, okay, great. I'll pack everything up and I'll, have, I'll head over in a bit. And so, yeah, and then so she came over in a bed. I just stayed laboring in the bedroom. We had various different loved ones coming to um, uh, mind my daughter,
1: uh-huh.
0: and um, and so that Gareth could stay with me, and uh, and so we 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 glow got there. We blow we blew up the pool in in my mom's bedroom. So I was like bed right beside pool, and then bathroom. So it was like I had everything I needed right there, and as soon as the pool was ready like i was so excited to get into it <laughs> cuz it's that's like you know it's like a big bath right so you just get in this beautiful bath and and then and then that's kind of the trick is that it can be so soothing and so comforting that it can also slow you down a little bit right you just get a little bit too comfortable and but i was okay as far as glow was concerned this this time around she was like take you take as much time as you mm-hmm. you know uh, you're going to birth exactly at the pace that you need to birth at. And
1: even being supported to take it slow completely. I mean, it, it's like you're healing one mm. moment at a time, getting to experience what you didn't get in your first birth, right? To even just be told, take your time, babe. You know, that like is so inherently
0: healing. Exactly. And the doctor I was talking about before, when I told her like, um, I need my records. I'm, I'm going to actually have a home birth with Gloria LeMay. She called me at home and to, yeah. And, and, and berated me and told me I was reckless and irresponsible. And wrote did you on- pick up the phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so it was call. like a I real had, life. Had, oh yeah, I had a live argument with her. On.
1: OMG, what did you say back to her?
0: <laughs> I said, I, that's, I, I understand that you feel that way. It's not going to change my opinion. This is my choice. I think you've forgotten whose birth it is. And and we're going forward. Yeah, thanks for your opinion. And, <laughs> and then she wrote on every single piece of my um, transcripts or whatever that um, she wrote choosing to birth with Gloria LeMay oh, like all this like like how she was so mad about it like uh, like reckless i oh, by not not by my recommendation like <laughs> like every single page oh, so this, so uh, and and then and then when she finally came around around well she didn't come around but on the phone the last thing she said to me was listen you know you tore you know because of you know you have a real there's a real um Uh, possibility of you tearing, you know, because of it's, it's been less than two years, all this nonsense. You're like, wait, what? There's a (laughs) There's a risk involved? Yeah. Uh, So she said, just, you know, just at least do this for me. If you've been pushing for more, if if you get, and you've been pushing for more than uh, two hours, you need to go to hospital. And so, right there again, she puts this like time frame on me Gross. that it was like that, and 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 I don't care how confident you are. That's going to be in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Somebody pl- planted that fear seed. Okay, but so yeah, and then Gloria did the opposite thing where she was like, "Yeah, just take your time. You, you're birthing. you and and." And
1: you're going to be spontaneously pushing, which is completely different and has, yes, if you were on Epi and Pit and doing directed aggressive pushing, um, I could see Mm. where she was going Mm -hmm. with that fear mongering Mm -hmm. um, because directed pushing on drugs is fucking dangerous. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's dangerous whether you're a V back or not. But yeah. a, a calm, loving, at home, spontaneous pushing stage. Mm-hmm. Ugh.
0: It's a different scenario. I keep going. <laughs> yeah. And so I Glow. Was just, she called you. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst. And then so Glow. It was it was July July 23rd. And so my Glow was sat on our my mom's front porch reading a book. In the sun hmm. and I, my husband and I, were in my bedroom. She'd come in, and chat, you know, see how we're doing. She never, ever, um, uh, what's the word? Examinated me, never, did, never, never entered my body. Mm. Which I can't even count how many doctors, oh. midwives, etc., put their fingers inside me the first time. Um, and never the whole time she would. Uh, closer to the end, she had a mirror that she would put into the pool and just see. Okay, how are we doing? But mostly, she just did it by the sound of um, yeah. my my voice and, and the contractions. And uh, that yeah. is
1: an authentic midwife, right there. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so she, so, so then we birthed beautifully. It just it rolled on. My husband mm-hmm. was in the pool with me as much as possible. She'd come in and say, you know what? Let's get you out of the pool for a bit. So you're getting a bit too comfortable. Walk around. Let's get some gravity happening. And then when we got closer to the end, she was like, you know, maybe sit, maybe, because we're getting closer, maybe sit on the toilet for a bit. Because then when you're on the toilet, you, all of your inhibitions are gone. You're, you're, you're okay with stuff coming out of your body, right? And so true enough, I went and sat on the toilet and like immediately crowned. Just like, Aww. and then I'm now on the toilet with the ground, and I had to walk back from. It was only like 12 feet, but it felt like I had a massive bowling ball between my legs. You did. I, yeah, I was like, "How am I going to? How do I
1: get back to the pool?" Oh my
0: God. And so, you know, waddled back to the pool, and and then got in. Oh, and sorry, I meant to say that. So I I, I did push for about four hours, and like I said, no doctor would have let me do that. Mm-hmm. So. um yeah. So we're pushing and, um, and yeah, baby's coming. And so um, I'm, I'm at the pool, but like leaning over it with my front body. So baby's like coming backward, you know, from the back kind of thing. And her head came out and then that was kind of it. And uh, so Gloria, who'd given me really, like had been coming and giving me sips of water and stuff, brought me some water. And then she went, she got me some cranberry juice and she was like, Okay. So here's a bit of sugar. It's going to give you like a little boost of like energy that you, you haven't had, you know, haven't really been having it. So I want you to take a big haul on this. And then for this next contraction, I want you to push like you have, like it's your life depends on it. This is the one.
1: It's time to get your baby out.
0: This is the one let's get this baby out. And so then, you know, the contraction came and I was like, okay, like, you know, Mm. everything I got and yep. Then out she came out. She poured the rest of her.
1: And how,
0: how beautiful that
1: that was the way she supported your daughter or your son. Is it it was a son, right? It was a daughter. This a, a daughter. daughter. That's your daughter. daughter's yeah. emergence, you know, instead of what almost all other midwives that I know of do is yeah. they would have had you lean back, get their hands in you, you know, yeah. pull the baby. You know, they would have gotten overly
0: involved. Yeah, because what we're talking about is that her shoulders were keeping her back, right? And so Glory and I everybody else I've talked to exactly that. It's like, oh their shoulders are stuck. Their shoulders are stuck. And and Glory And they like, weren't stuck actually. Weren't stuck. They yeah. were just holding her back a bit. So let's dig deep. Yeah. And and you did it. Yeah. And then, yeah. you, and then you get to emerge from
1: this beautiful story um, really with the deep, deep, deep knowing that you birthed your daughter, mm-hmm. right? Because this happens all the time with, with VBAC stories that not only is it so important, so deeply important for a woman who's had a C-section to, to know that she could do it, but also then midwives that support VBACs take away that moment mm-hmm. by it's too far to say doing it for them, but by pulling the baby out,
0: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm.
1: and that's, and you know, I've talked to tons of women who find that understandably quite traumatizing.
0: And again, she never, she didn't touch me or the baby at that. like oh, she hasn't touched either of us. That warms uh, my heart. My husband's in the pool. He caught, he's catching my daughter and, um, Hmm. And she, and she said, cause like, just to go to that point, she said afterwards, we were like, you know, Gloria, thank you so much. Like we couldn't have done it without you. And she went, well, I didn't do anything. Yeah. She goes, I was, I was just the feather in Dumbo's cap.
1: I was what? The feather I, in Dumbo's cap?
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like, you thought you needed me, but you didn't. Right. You oh. could do it by yourself. I was just there for the confidence, you know. I, I love this story. Sense.
1: It just it's everything. It's everything that she Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to take that away from you and she didn't. Yeah. Right. And that is God, that's just freaking everything.
0: Well, and also that's what set me up for to free birth the third time. Exactly. She was like, I didn't do anything. Mm. (laughs) You know? You did. You did it all. You and your husband did it all. So Yeah, she just loved you. Yeah. She was like, so next time you're just doing it again. You know? Mm. Yeah. Um, so beautiful. yeah, be- and and um. Oh, I bet you cried so hard. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> the euphoria yeah. of that, like and like you said, it, the healing that took yeah. place from from the you know from the first trauma was like yeah. so much that I thought I had lost or that I mm-hmm. thought I couldn't do so much about my my womanhood, my power. You like um, came back
1: to yourself. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I
0: had this beautiful uh, nine pound 14 ounce baby so like again it's not like it was oh she's you know this is or you know that all that stuff because I'm I'm five foot nothing and so that was always a thing for my doctors oh you're so big you're so big you're really birthing big and it was like oh this baby's too big for your small little body so um yeah we and and we it was it was just um it was beautiful and so then um Oh, and so then we sat outside afterwards. she would come for checkups and things. And we sat outside afterwards and she was like, so do you want to hear, do you want me to read you back the, the, visual, the visual you had for this Aww. birth? And I was like, yeah. And she read it to me and my husband and it was exactly. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like, it was exact. It was like, oh. she, was like... <laughs> she, she looked at Gareth and went pretty uh, good powers of manifestation. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. And what I
0: love about your story is that
1: it wasn't just random luck, you know, like you, you created this and you had nobody to sabotage you. So, of course, you got the birth you wanted. Most women do. And that's not to take away from the rare complications and the rare times, you know, that change that plans need to change, of course. And that's very sad, but, um, you know, but sometimes it just needs to happen, right? Um, But the vast majority of women that I hear who have the proper support and the right clarity and intentions, they absolutely manifest the birth
0: that they need and want. Absolutely. And, and to that point, I should say that the first time around, um, my, my mother was there. (laughs) God love her. She, like I said, she's, she birthed both her babies at home. She, she had these experiences, but it's a different thing when it's your daughter and she wasn't particularly helpful the first time. So the second time, even though I was in her home, I was like, I can't have you here. You know, I'm sorry, and she knew too. She's like, "Yeah, I shouldn't be here." What a gift! Yeah, and so like you said, knowing what that's what that support is that you need, yeah. knowing yourself and in, in, in enough to know like, yes, I can have you in my space. No, I can't. Mm-hmm yeah
1: amazing what a good story okay so we are not done we're not done (laughs) so
0: then yeah so then I my second daughter is about again about a year and a half at this stage and I find out I'm too much to my surprise oh my gosh (laughs) that I'm pregnant again and uh so far we have we have two girls and um and uh we haven't been able to birth on savory. And mm-hmm. and so we have this third one coming and we're like, wow, really can we do this? Like twos a lot. <laughs> um, really. <laughs> and I know in the both in the back of our minds, we were like, well, this could be our boy, and this could be uh savory birth, and mm-hmm. you know, this could this is our family. This is you know, what's gonna complete That's us. It's happening so. now. It's happening now. <laughs> so um yeah, uh, so I called Glow and and again just said like, "Hey, this is happening," and she said, "Great." She said, "So you're gonna have this one on Savory?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Great." She's like, "Great, send me a birth announcement. Let <laughs> yeah, <send> me know. <laughs> send me a photo." Yeah. And um, so I, so I, um, so before this, I should say because I was so empowered by my birth with Gloria, and because, um. I work a little bit in in the film industry. I really, really wanted to make a documentary about her. And so I've started down that road um, with my friend who's a cinematographer. And we started uh, um, interviewing Gloria and um, interviewing me. And we'd started this whole process before we knew I was pregnant. So when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, well, now we can document the whole journey of this pregnancy. So I would go down to visit Gloria and for my checkups, and we would film them every one. And so um, that was really nice. that we got just like sort of this like progression of this of this birth. And um, and I, one of the moments was when I went into her for my ultrasound. So this time, like, not only am I having like a, am I planning a free labor on a remote island, but I'm not. I don't have a doctor. I I've not even told a doctor that I'm pregnant this time. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm totally free birthing it. So no ultrasounds, no, nothing. I'm just, I know I'm seeing midwives. That's it. And because Glow's in Vancouver and I'm on Savory, I'm also seeing the midwives that are in the, this town that we live in now, okay. um, Powell river. And, um, and so I see them for occasional checkups. I see, I go down to see her. We film them. Um, And I go to see Gloria for my ultrasound, which is, she has this beautiful, like book that's all different drawn pictures of what size your baby will be, (laughs) like what week or like what's happened, what's grown. And so I think I was like, you know, 26 weeks or something. And so we just took a picture of this picture in front of the baby. So I have that as my my only ultrasound. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, um, we, we started setting up to do this thing, have a, a free birth on a remote island with a, you know, a first responder system, but you're still an hour and a half away from the hospital. And, uh, and so it was really interesting because it's a small island, it's a small community. And because, like I said, I was born there, most people know me and, it's really interesting to see these people like in their feedback, you know, welcomed or not. um, And their fear back. Their fear back, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And I had even like a close, a really close girlfriend, like again, call me and be like, "I, I, I don't think that you realize like what pressure you're putting on the island. I was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm, what a weird way you know, to say that. Like you need to tell people, like you need to like get people like prepared for if something goes wrong. And I was like, I'm oh a God, this birth for if something goes wrong. I am planning this birth for something going right. Like also I'm, it's none of anyone else's business. Exactly. Like you want me to call weird. these people and be like, uh, just in case, <laughs> like what wow. kind of confidence does that show in me? Um so anyway, we, we like, you know, my husband is a first responder. So we put everybody's mind at ease as much as we could with like, oh, yeah, we have all the emergency systems in place. Like, but you know what? Oh, my we'll God. Like, yeah, like we did it once before. So we're, we're confident. And in this community, so Gloria is, is at home. Um, but so in this community, there's something called uh, the birthing kit. And because there is in London around, there's a lot of, of, of uh, like-minded home birthers, a uh, strong French community. And they, um, they're doing it. They're doing the same thing. They're just birthing at home. And they have a birth kit. And so inside is a pool, is uh, like a bunch of different books and um, that like natural scale weighing thing and just everything you could need for home birth. And so we got the kit and um, we had that set up and ready. And we were just, it was just going to be me and Gareth. And, uh, and my mom was coming up to take the kids to take my two daughters for when it like really, this uh, what started. And, um, and then the man who's doing the cinematography for the documentary was like, okay, well, I'll try to come up that weekend. Like my due date was November, whatever. And he's like, I'll try to come up that weekend, but it's, it's my wedding anniversary. And um, you know, we'll see kind of thing. And I was like, I totally understand. It's a long shot. Like who knows if I'll even have it that weekend. So I get it. And anyway, he was like, okay, I can come up. I'm coming up. I'll be up from like Friday to Sunday. I'm like, okay, great. Friday was my due date. Nothing. Saturday, nothing. Sunday morning, I go into labor. And again, I'm like, I take myself downstairs in the basement, in the cold in like a, a separate bedroom, just me, and I'm waiting for it. And then I was like, okay, yeah, this is happening. I'm gonna get in the bath. I run a bath, and and I have a pretty big bath, and 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 I'm and I th- I'm thinking I'm comfortable. It's happening. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just birth right here. And uh, again, Gareth gets up and he's like, oh, okay, it's happening. And I was like, yeah, it's happening. Can you call Phil, who's the cinematographer, and? <laughs> and and, um, and he's like okay I'll call him so I call him, he called he says it's happening like I know you're leaving today but you know it's happening now this is like seven thirty in the morning or something and he's <laughs> like okay I'll, I'll come I'll come I'll set up I'll yeah. come. <laughs> whatever I'll come and see what I can get and so he comes at like you know like it gets around nine and 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 I'm just happily birthing in the bath, and my daughters are still there and um
1: how then? random was this guy
0: Phil to you? Like, were you super no, no, no. tight with him? Oh yeah, I've known him since I was like eleven. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. really okay. close friend. Yeah. And, oh, and sorry, I should add. Okay, so Phil, Phil's relationship to Gloria, Um, and the reason he was one of the reasons he was interested in in in, in being doing the cinematography for the documentary is that his son was born with Gloria as well. Ah, okay, yeah. So. um, yeah, and it wasn't just some random guy you hired. <laughs> no, it was just like, "Hey, like, cameraman, come, come on in." My name's Phil. Just <laughs> shows the paper. <laughs> no. No, 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 so him um... forever. So he comes over and you are So he comes over and, and... and I'm I'm birthing happily in the bath and he's just setting up and we're and we're just birthing and, and my husband's doing, you know, everything under the sun that he can. and he's running back and forth to do things. And I'm feeling like I'm feeling a lot of pain in the front so mm. i'm getting my like i'm getting my sensations like where you would get cramps and i didn't have that either time with my girls i had it in, in my lower back mm. and uh and of course so i'm on island and by myself i you know i don't ha- and i'm like oh my gosh like that that's where i would tear like that's where the tear would be like you know i'm letting myself go oh no like freak out and so i'm like yeah it's just can you just call go and so he calls gloria and she she goes she goes hello do we have a baby <laughs> she didn't I was like, well, not yet, but we're 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 on our way. We're in she's in labor. Uh and he's like, she goes, okay, great, how's everything going? He's like, Yeah, it's going great. And and she's like, Okay, well just let me know when you have a baby. And he's like, Well, I just, she wants to ask, um, she's having these sensations in, in the front. She's just and Gloria's like, see easy because it just means your baby's anterior, not posterior. Right. <laughs> right. That's that's all that's happening there. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Okay, thank you. She's like, okay, bye, call you, talk to you soon. And um, yeah, also I should say, this is going back as well, that um, the midwives I was seeing in town, one of them very close to the end, after my baby had already been engaged, did a checkup on me and said, think you're transverse. Mm -hmm. And this is at like 38 weeks. And I was like, what? And, and, And did the same thing where she looked at me and went, if you're transverse, and your waters break, you have to go immediately to the hospital. And I was like, okay, <laughs> great. You know, the, this whole time I've had nothing to worry about. I just, you know, I'm just coming to you to for due diligence, really. Like, I don't even know why. And now you're telling me this. And so I call Glory, of course, right away. I'm crying. I'm like, Glory, I just saw the midwife in town. She thinks the baby might be transverse. She says, "Oh, Mitzi." <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, she's like, your baby is not transverse. <laughs> this is just over the phone, and I'm like, oh. she's like, okay, I'm gonna tell you why. She's like, that baby's head was engaged, and it, it, it imagine it has like a watermelon full of water on top of it. It has to be able to do a headstand out of your pelvis, and like it, they didn't do that. I was like, oh yeah. And so then whatever. But then so for the rest of the time, I'm still like having Gareth check. Does it feel like it? like, does it feel like, can you feel head? Can you feel head? Does it feel like it's down? Is it engaged? It's engaged. So anyway, um, but on the day, I didn't have any concerns of that at all. I, I felt like everything was totally normal and moving forward. And, um, and so I got... To I guess what was transition. And in this time, Gloria had said, in the visualization of this birth, she said, You had your perfect birth last time. What do you want differently this time? I said, I just want it to be faster. Hmm. Because with the unit, it was 18 hours. And that's totally happy. But I was like, 13, number three, I want it, just wanted it to be faster. <laughs> and so I'd gotten to the point where I started being like, ah, this is not going faster. And getting all, you know, mad and, and going this up isn't big enough. Blow up the pool. You have to blow up the pool now. This thing is taking too long. And then got in the pool and realized, oh, I'm in transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so pissed right now. I'm in transition. And so uh, it was 50 minutes later. Uh, they had him in the, in the pool. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Once. Yeah. So and how husband.
1: many hours was that one?
0: Um, I'm just under five.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Hmm.
0: yeah so and and so and and with my f- friend filming and I, I never knew where he was he's so good he just was nice. like there and and when uh when <laughs> when he was born um oh no well, he had to go he had to go he had to leave the island and he was like guys I gotta go and as right. he said that like j- like so uh, just as I got in the pool Oh he was shit. Like, yeah. And he's like, I like go. give me fifteen. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so, and so but I didn't know. I didn't like I just was like transition. Right. I, I don't know what's happening. This is the worst. And then he and then he's like, I gotta go. He's telling and, and then I Put my hand down and went. Oh my god! I can feel the head. I can feel the head. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, okay, I'll set back up. He's like, came back up. and He's like, I, can't, I guess I'm missing my boat. Like, yeah, head, this is happening. Yeah. So, um who I, leaves
1: a birth at at
0: crowning? No one. not This is to be a baby. Uh, and so, yeah, same thing. And and so I birthed the same way, like with my body like leaning over the bath, like you know, my body resting on the front and the bath and then or the pool. And then baby coming from behind. So I, I don't see baby first. Both times, my husband has seen, Gareth seen the baby before me. And uh, the first time with Yuna, he, I could sort of, he kind of went like, huh, you know, like, it's another girl. Like, huh. huh. <laughs> like he, and he tried, like, you know, he's not, he's tried to like, you know, but the, we make these natural things come out of us, right? Yeah. And this time he grabbed, he, he, he <laughs> well, the, the head was coming, and I was like, okay, okay, what's out? What's out? Is his head out? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And another the concussion, I'm pushing. Him. I'm like, what, what? else is out? Like, are his shoulders out? Are his shoulders out? And and Garrett's like, yeah, his shoulders out. And I was like, well, then pull the rest of him out. <laughs> I was like, what are we? Because he just like he was just waiting for me to do the whole thing. Of course, right? I was yeah. Like, if his shoulders are out, pull him. Like, I don't need to do any more work. <laughs> and uh, and then when he did, he brought him into his arms, and I could hear him go. Whoa! <laughs> like, this like wealth of joy the yelp of joy that was like it's a boy and i just knew and from when i was saying those things is his i was saying is his head right or are his shoulders i i just instinctually knew and and then, then when he made that noise i knew knew <laughs> mm. and um and but what gareth was doing and why he was so like you know not like not quick with answering my questions about him what parts of him was out it's because the cord was around his neck Uh and so gareth was like trying again not to like freak me out and just trying to loosen it while he was catching everything else and um and so then we brought when he came out he was a little bit sort of you know dazed a little bit um out of it and he wasn't sc- like crying, screaming like my experience with the other two. He was like not really coming to, and so, and he was a little bit purpley blue, and and we were like, okay, we're by ourselves again, and and um, so he wasn't really coming to. He's really sort of like, ooh. and um, so eventually I went, Gareth, call Glow. I'm, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. I think it was about four minutes. I was like, call, call her, and and uh, so we called her and. We're like, in guess, like, um you know, so yeah, he's doesn't, he's not, he hasn't cried yet. He's just kind of like, he it seems a bit sort of, and she goes, well, is the cord still intact? And we're like, oh yeah. She goes, well, then every, he's still getting oxygen. Right. So
1: everything's fine. Like, and a, and a blue baby is an oxygenated baby.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just like all these. I just think it's, again, it's all these fears. You're by yourself. And and all, you know, in that moment, everything that every neighbor said that was like you, horrible people, was like, oh "Oh my God. God. And, um, and yeah, no. And so then she goes, well, he's, he's, he's still, he's getting everything he needs. um, But what I want you to do is just lay him tummy down to Gareth, lay him tummy down with his like head at your palm and um, just whack him on the back a little bit harder than you think you should. (laughs) And so he did that, and then yeah, and just went.
1: Wah! Yeah, he was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I, was like, God, I was totally fine." Yeah. already. He was like, "I was born
0: peaceful." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, um, so yeah, and then yeah, uh, you know, um, all the all the natural stuff after that of uh, birthing placenta and and all the the cutting the cords and everything and. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we were home and we were, we were on Savory and Hmm. it was like, in that moment, we, you know, of course, above and beyond anything else, we had a beautiful baby, but we had, we also, you know, we we got our boy and we had, and I got to birth on Savory, you know, something that was a a childhood dream and that I, yeah, that I'd always like just taken for granted that that would just be. Easy, right? Was, a long road
1: to get back to that.
0: Um, the community then responds uh, with love and food. You know, um, for the most part. I mean, there are people that that you know still don't. I mean, I I saw the doctor weeks after I'd birthed um, Yuna, my second baby. Oh,
1: she lives on Savory.
0: She lives in Power River, but she went to Savory. Okay. For her summer holiday, and I saw her there. And I was carrying this like beautiful, strong, healthy baby, and I was already walk up and walking around. And and um, uh, that's the other thing I should say is post Una because we 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 move so quickly because f- f- having a C-section the first time, and then having a natural home birth, you feel like superwoman. I mean, you're like, ah, I did it! Like I can do anything. And so we moved really quickly, and um, when we got back to Savory from Vancouver, um, a friend of mine came over, another mother, and she saw me breastfeeding, and she was like, "I think you might have mastitis." Oh." Like, yeah, And I was like, "Oh no." And, uh, um, and it was summer and it was hot, and I mm, didn't been, been yeah. fevery, and I, I didn't know anything about it. And so mm. again, I called Gloria. And because, the, and the woman that said to me, she's like, yeah, I had to get antibiotics for that. It's an infection. Mm-hmm. Everyone you talk to, oh, you have to get antibiotics for, that. That's, for that. That's an infection. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So I called Gloria and said, you know, this, this looks like what has happened. And she said, Mitzi, I told you, you did too much. Yeah. Too fast. You need to get in bed yeah. with that baby. You need to let her drain whatever side, but don't ignore the other one. You need to skin to skin. And to stay there for as yeah. many days until it goes, you can't do anything. So you know, you gotta get you gotta enlist help to, with for your daughter do- for your other daughter, and you've gotta like, you know, gareth has gotta be home. And then, you know, and it's just it, I tell that to every single mother I know now that's like, This is happening and this happened. I'm like, go to bed. Like yeah. you were up too fast. And and yeah, that's all we went to bed for two days and it cleared up. Mm-hmm that's all that's all that was required we didn't have to go to the hospital have to take antibiotics didn't have right to go it's, to your,
1: bed. it's your body speaking <laughs> to you you know to say slow down get more support reset you know but in mm-hmm. like like we talked about earlier like in this society that's all about the quick fix and the quick um the quick everything it's like oh or you could just take antibiotics and keep going right you're yeah,
0: right yeah it's keep like, going no <laughs> yeah yeah and not make it work not that fear of making it worse you know this will fix it your other yeah. thing might not fix it you know yeah. but it 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 did and um wow go yeah. gloria yeah
1: yeah I wish every woman had had a wise woman like that in her life that's so so helpful she's yeah. such a good example of somebody who is an authority in birth but not an authority over anybody hmm right? Like, and that's, that's the wise woman way. Like it's, we're not meant to do this shit alone. Like, of course you didn't know certain things. How could you, Mm -hmm. right? But then here's this other woman that, that loves you who does know quite a bit, obviously, Mm -hmm. who could relay that information to you in a confident, building, loving way and not taking anything from you.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
1: just so profound and also so deeply sad
0: that she's such a rarity. Yeah. And that she's been so, um, you know, um, scrutinized. Yeah. Vilified,
1: criminalized. Yeah. 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 The whole
0: thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So no, she, um, I'm very grateful to her. And, um, I should say that like Gareth, you know, he was my, he was my doula. He was my midwife. Mm. He was blowing up pools and making tea. And, well, and he, you know, he wasn't your doula
1: or your midwife. He was your partner. <laughs> he was my partner. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. your partner and, yeah. and he didn't need to be anything more than that because mm. he loved you. He supported you. He held space for you. Um, that's who he was, is he mm. was your partner. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that is so profoundly important because, Lots of men and women, but lots of men witness their woman be abused in labor at the hospital and then can't. <laughs> He's walking by right now on the screen, but no one else is <laughs> going to be able to see that. Very, a very quiet walk. Um, anyway, but lots of men see their woman be, you know, abused and sabotaged in the system, but then are themselves so traumatized and confused by what happened that they can't get to the place where he did. Instead, they're like, no, no, you needed a C-section. Like, of course, we're not going to go anywhere other than the place that can give you what you needed. You know, the whole Mm -hmm. Stockholm syndrome thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just very much appreciating that he had the willingness, regardless of whatever nervousness he may have had or anything, that he got it. He was just like, yeah, of course we're not going back. You know, do your thing. Mm-hmm.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you're a super badass and so inspiring, and I hope this story goes far and wide because women need to hear these stories. You know, it's so normal and beautiful and powerful, and you just you made it happen.
0: Thank you. And um, I told this story um, post. Um, yeah. I told this story to a woman I met in like a baby group. I'd never met her before. And she had just come out of a very traumatic birth, fourth degree tears.
1: Mm.
0: And she wanted to have a big family. And she thought that was it. Like, she was like, I, 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 I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to do that again. So <sighs> traumatized. And I told her my story and I was like, no, you can do it. Like, this is what I did. This is like, you can do it. It's going to take time, but it's remember it's your show. Mm. And then I, I didn't see her for like two years. And then the next time I saw her. She had a new baby. Ah! Yeah, and she went, "Oh my god, oh my god! I thought you were an angel. I thought you were just like this made up thing, that I'm like made up." And she goes, "She's like because of your story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I went against the advice of four obstetricians that told me I all they all told me to a Lexi section. Ew! Because of your story, I went no. I'm having this. I'm having. I'm having a natural birth." And she did a beautiful, mm. awesome. There's yeah. another son now, too. Three.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yep this is important. And this is what we can be for each other. You know, Mm -hmm. you're living the message and it's inspiring.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I really appreciate it.
1: That's it for today, everyone. Join us next week for another episode of the free birth podcast. Thanks for joining us. And remember your body, your choice, lots of love.